0: Hello and welcome, yes welcome, come on in to episode 56 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast that once again gets its trousers pulled down in primetime football. Uh, Listen, I know, look, I know you don't want to talk about the Bengals after such a soul crushing defeat last night, Um, but we're going to do a podcast regardless, why not? Um... We're here once again to take the rough with the smooth and to assist you in your time staring into space in a darkened room while you clutch a small kitten to your bosoms. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's group therapy time yet again. Uh, let's go through it all. Let's let's have a bit of a laugh. I mean, it's, come on, it's only football. Yeah, all right, I know, I know. Uh, jo- I can't even be bothered to do Nathan's normal introduction tonight <laughs> really. Um, but yes, joining me in the sewing room this evening on a disgustingly wet, miserable, gloomy uh Monday, what is it? Tuesday, October evening. Uh, and that's not just the weather. It is Nathan <laughs> Palmer everybody. Good
1: evening Paul i'm feeling a bit knackered this evening you know this is always why the, is that then
0: well this is always anything happened um, last night yeah
1: this is always the thing isn't it for bengals fans in the uk it's like you know you want to stay out you want to watch the game like for me it's like i can never like not stay up and watch because if i do i always get worried i'll see the score and you know i have to watch it live but it's such a kick in the teeth number one because you're knackered the next day and you're going to work and you feel like an absolute sack of you know what yes yeah and then You sat there. You look a bit like a. Cheers, mate. (laughs) Um, A few shopping bags under (laughs) my eyes, but um, you know you feel like that, and then also you've just got absolutely pounded by the Steelers. So it's a bit of a double whammy, there, isn't it? But um, it is.
0: Well, I wouldn't know because I didn't stay up. So, kudos to you and everyone who did stay up to watch more. Full fools to us. More. No, I I I take my cap off if i was wearing one to you duff you your cap to us, but I, to be fair i did wake up at half six and watch the whole three hours so i endured yeah, a, it yeah. um i said endure not enjoy endured it uh like the rest of you uh where are we going to start son i don't know i don't know where to start what um, what what
1: disappointed you the most i, I think talk about that just
0: as a as, as a general point really my my Big, one of the, my biggest problems with the Marvin Lewis era was that we didn't really seem to turn up for prime time. Yeah. Uh, and we used to get embarrassed, really, you know, in front of fair-weather, not fair-weather fans, but fans who don't watch the Bengals. We can harp on about the... Yeah, but we've got Gino Atkins and Carlos Dunlap and AJ yeah. Green and Joe Mixon and all these fellas. And every time we played in... Well, it's seemingly every time we played in prime time, we... Just did a big poo in the middle of the pitch, you know, and uh, so I was just hoping that we were competitive last night. And I did think we had a real chance of winning, to be fair. Yeah, so did I. But um, there's a stat doing around They've They've now lost seven consecutive games on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football, uh, the last two by a combined score of 72-13. Oh, that's brutal, isn't it? So, memo to the NFL, please do not pick us for any primetime games. And the way we're playing in primetime, they're not going to pick us because it's no. a bit of a walkover. But that suits me just fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just really bitterly disappointed about the way we played. Um, and that's just a general point. I just, I was just hoping that we weren't going to embarrass ourselves on, on primetime games. Football and well, it, we it goes deeper did. than that, though. Yeah,
1: but it goes deeper than that, doesn't it? Because we were talking on this podcast last week with much more energy than we've got in our voices now. About look, if we win this, I know. And you know, you preface that now with the fact that you know the Browns have gone into Baltimore and beaten them. Mm. So you know, Browns look
0: good. I to yeah,
1: say. but they're both two and two. So whoever won last night, you're at a game out of the division. As yep, outrageous yep, yep. as as far away as that seems now. And the players knew that going into the game. They knew what to expect. And I, I tweeted it out last night. The thing that really got me last night is if you were going up against the Steelers of two years ago with a healthy Roethlisberger, a healthy Antonio and, you know, healthy in the brain, Antonio Brown. Yes. Um, Le'Veon Le- Bell. Le'Veon Bell. And that sort of, you know, Jesse James when he was there. And it was a real sort of, you know, beast of an offense and yeah. a real sort of primed, you know, playoff team. And it's a new head coach, a new regime. I take that. It's a bad loss, you know, it's Monday night football, you get pounded by a division rival, it's never easy to take, but you'd say they're a much better team. But playing against Mason Rudolph, making his second, I think his second start, you know, you've got Vance McDonald's not playing for him, you've got John Connor and that Jalen Samuels, it's really not a great team. Even their defence is not, you know, the same as it was. And I think, you know, for them to ha- like manhandle us outside of the first maybe ten minutes. Of the first quarter, the way they did, that was what was really
0: disappointing to me. Uh, Yeah, it was disappointing. And I agree, they were there for the taking. And do you know what, though? I watched it first time, I thought, oh, it's not quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. We created some chances. Uh, We definitely created some chances. We were down in the red zone a couple of times. Some good defensive play. Yeah. And I thought, you know, we could have gone in at half-time, even leading that game, 14-10 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and I yeah. thought, OK, well, it's not... It was a bit like Buffalo, although I thought we were playing better than offensively than we did against Buffalo. Dalton was, was finding a few passes. Mixon had a few runs. It was looking OK. But, of course, there was one thing that was holding us back, and that was the offensive line, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that sack fumble... See, I thought the offensive line played a
1: cracking game last night. Did you? <laughs> Did you? Were you delirious? I thought, I thought they were playing cracking, mate. Eight sacks Andy Dalton took last night. That's Eight a sacks record. and 12 hits. I mean, if you are Dalton, you ain't getting out of bed today, are you?
0: Do you know, Nathan, uh, the offensive line is allowed 19 sacks and is on pace to surrender 76 this year, which would shatter the franchise record of 53 Set in 1993 and 1998, and yes, they were the 90s, the the, the Mordor years. Yeah, do you reckon, right? If you stood up, <laughs> right? I'm being this is this is a bit no, of, inject a bit
1: of humor here into the yeah. podcast, right? So called humor. If you stood up in full pads yes. with a ball, yes, and you got sacked, yes. 73 times in a row, yes, do you think it would kill you? Do you think you'd have internal bleeding, you'd die?
0: What, like one player to the other? <laughs> you get a couple of days <laughs> <stat> you again. <laughs> well, that's kind of what's happening to, to Dalton yeah. at the moment. So watch out for internal bleeding, Andy. Uh, isn't that Dr. Palmer's. Uh... But do you reckon that you, because you're what, about
1: 5'8, you know, you, you're a reasonable size guy, but if you got hit 73 times yes, yeah. in a row by NFL caliber linemen and linebackers, you think you would die?
0: Depends, I depends what kind of hit. It was a bull rush. It was coming straight out. Of course, the NFL now kind of yeah, help yeah. out, don't they? They don't allow big you hits. You probably only get maybe 10 biggies. I reckon, so. I'll get away with a broken shin, I reckon. I reckon you'd be in hospital for about a month. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to mitigate this because there's a lot of rage and anger, which, of course, we'll get to a bit later. <laughs> and another thing that we'll get to a bit later, we do have a special guest today... Here's a clue quite literally he's a baby he's a ben baby uh that's not being disrespectful. we're just trying to loosen the mood as much as we can today um ben actually the obviously the e s p n beat writer for the bengals um joined me earlier as he was driving back from pittsburgh and what a lovely lovely man so you'll hear from Ben uh, a little bit later, but yeah you know what he got he's uh, I'm gonna give you a bit of a a headline from that chat, he, he quite rightly says, Andre Smith was not brought in f- to this team to start. Oh, no, absolutely not. You know, we didn't know that Jonah... would. You know, there's a lot of people screaming for the pack, that we should have taken Cody Ford in the second round, we should have traded up and got Cody Ford and all this and all that. Uh, but the fact is, we did draft a, a left tackle, and he went down injured for the pretty much what you would expect the whole season. No one expected that. No one expected Cordy Glenn to have concussion for... Or coming up to two months, which suggests something a little bit more serious. Although apparently he's practicing, you know, that could have been a really decent left hand side of, a line. Now, what you can criticise them about is keeping Bobby Hart. Yeah, uh, but they, you know, Andre Smith wasn't brought in to start, and he's starting. And John Jerry wasn't b- brought in to start, and he's now kind of getting some reps. So it's not a complete offensive line. We knew, we knew that really. Um Michael Jordan bless him does not look ready at all. No. Uh, I don't quite understand the decision of starting Billy Price. Sorry, starting him over Billy Price because uh-huh. Billy Price played uh, pretty well last week, I thought. Mm. So there are some things that you can point your finger at internally and decision-wise. Um but also you can mitigate this really atrocious offensive line play because those tackers were just getting beat, you know, in the second half. Pretty much every single play. Do you know what? I
1: read, I read on Twitter, I can't remember who it was that said it, but I thought it was an interesting point. And I think it's right. I think Dalton's nuts gone. He's had about three years now, or two and a half years, of just being on the run, the geezer. Do you know what I mean? He, stay, he slips back into the pocket, and he's on the run. Or he's getting hit. Or he's got someone behind him. Or yeah. he's got a fumble behind him. And, you know, I always think Dalton's slightly more... Mo- he, he, you know, he's a more mobile guy than he plays on the field sometimes. I'd like to see him maybe try and run for first downs a little bit more and put himself out there. But he's just, you know, when that confidence goes, yeah. you're in yeah. that pocket. And you're, you, you've are you got that clock in your mind that's going off. Like, you need to get out of here. Yeah. You know, if you can't see on your blind side a blocker coming around. You're trying to scan down the field being like, where's Tyler Boyd? Where's John Ross? Etc." You, you know, he's probably got not even half a second before he thinks, "Well, Bobby Art's probably been beaten," or yeah, 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 Andre yeah. Smith's my left tackle. Do you know what I mean? And you've got T.J. Watt well, and that, that, coming up against yeah. him, and some of these, you know, skilled yeah. pass uh, rushes that we've faced.
0: Yeah, no, I agree, and that's that's kind of, you know, that was knock, no, a knock on him last year and the year before that he'd kind of his pocket presence had gone to whatever mm. pocket presence there was there. That had completely gone because he was sort of seeing ghosts, really. Yeah, yeah. And you can... Again, you can't
1: really blame him for that. No, not at all. Because that line's not just been bad this year. It was terrible last year. You know, I would argue it was pretty poor the year before that. It's not... It has been a pretty big problem for a while now. And I think... You have to say it is injuries. You have to, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah, and it I, is. you know, and it's not just a complete lack of talent, but the, it's been a mixture of both. There yeah, have yeah, been yeah. some bad players on this football team. I mean, you've had the a, a he and Jake Fisher that never
0: worked yeah, out. Yeah, that for just us. did not work, and that you know, set us back. I mean, I think first I, and a second round pick. We seem it? to be talking about the offensive line every year, and then every sort of pre-draft. Yeah. yeah. And they actually went out and got a left tackle this year. So it's also a
1: bad free agent signing zone, you know, for the on the offensive line. You know, we're bringing people like Eric Winston in back in the day, like three or four But again, it's a backup, just, a backup. An yeah. But that's the problem, backup. though, isn't it? But they're, they're, we're not bringing in starting caliber players. You're letting starting caliber players go, like yeah. Whitworth and Zeitler, and then it puts so much pressure to bring in these rookies. Which I think not I, I'm not do.
0: bitter about the Zeitler thing, just because I don't think they, you know, not a lot of teams would have matched that. Price, but yeah. you know we talked about Andrew Whitwell, and we could, we just could. I don't see the point in. No, I agree with you. You're right. sales, just talking about down a foxhole, de- talking about bad decisions because they have made some, and it's set us back a couple of years. Yeah, and of course when they do draft a potential starting left tackle for the next decade, it goes down injured. So yeah, it, I don't think they can be accused of not trying to fix the problem because they went out and traded for Cordy Glenn last year as well. Um, but it—it it needs a lot, though, doesn't it? It's not just the offensive line, though. No, no, no. It really isn't. Let's get off the offensive line then. Yeah, because we all—we all—I mean, we all watched it. We all saw how bad they were. Um, I've got big concerns about the defense as well. Mm. This five-two formation's not working at all because you could see. I mean, the Steelers again. I, I just before you came in, I watched. Uh, uh, Dan Horde and Dave Lapham's little vlog sort of video thing on the bengals.com. And Lapham said it quite right. They were doing a lot of things that they've not done all season.
1: Wildcats, sweeps. Wildcats, yeah, these yeah.
0: crazy sort of sh- little shovel passes and sweeps that were causing all kinds of confusion... And we all know how bad the Bengals are on the edges. This is where teams are going to attack them. Yeah, it's clever. That's, that's good coaching for you right that's there. That's good game planning and good coaching. And, you know, you have to give them their due. They execute it really well. And they just kept doing it. Yeah. You know, how many times did, did James Connor and you mentioned Samuels as well, they were using him really creatively. He's, I've got uh, Jalen Samuels on my fantasy football team. as like How many points it? did he rack up last night? He didn't score,
1: did he? I think he got back. Fifteen, yeah, I mean, like he got a lot, yeah. But he—he's that one of those players. The first three weeks of the season, I'm sitting there, you know, big league, you know, just picking up these back like backups, hoping they get into the starting lineup. He's done nothing the whole year. Yeah. He's not been involved in that offense at all. And they just plug him in last night, and he, you know, he's tearing through. It's very clever by Pittsburgh. I think Mike yeah, Tomlin, ju- I hate him. <laughs> I yeah, can't yeah, stand yeah, the guys. Yeah. I can't stand the Steelers. But you've got to give credit. They really do turn up. They've got a lot of bottle
0: about them. And they and they also, you mentioned Mason Rudolph, they didn't ask him to do anything no. too crazy. I no, mean he no, did no. did extend a few plays and he played well. But I mean he was just dumping it off five know, yards. Five eight yard yards, passes. Behind the know. line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Yeah. And and of course that's where the Bengals' weakness is. Those, line, those two linebackers there. Yeah,
1: you're not asking him to throw twenty yard, twenty
0: five no. yard, and when he did, and when and he did 12. throw a long pass for a touchdown, that was a complete balls up. Yeah, he was wide open. Yeah, and he was wide open. But for the most part, he was just checking it down. Right, at one point, I think he was seventeen of eighteen for yeah. like hundred and eighty yards. So Are they weren't thinking... asking him to do a lot. No. They were just kind of, you know, they were again identifying a weakness, and and game planning to exploit it and. That's you concerning, know. though, isn't it? It's concerning that we can't stop it because it was, as I say, it was just being repeated over and over and over again. I think Anna Room is going to have to ditch this 5 2 formation mm. and go for a more traditional 4 3, start Jermaine Pratt, you know, in amongst Preston Brown and Nick Vigil. But that that's the other area of the team that before the season I think every
1: fan if you sit to them, where where are the areas of concern. Yeah, the offensive line. we said line. the offensive line, but it's also and on line the linebacker
0: like and and look what happens. Look mm. what is happening. They're, yeah. people are just targeting those areas. Yeah. Every single week and it's and we just can't stop it. Now, there's a question, is it scheme or is it just the players aren't good enough? You know, we only had two real pass rushers out there last night, Gino and and Carlos. Carl Lawson needs to come back quickly. Yeah, and, um, and Glasgow, and Glasgow as, well. as well. Yeah, So we're already thin on the defensive line, but I don't know. It's worrying that they just can't stop you know, Linebackers
1: line one of those positions. The offensive line's far easier for the average fan when you're looking at the game to notice something's gone wrong. You can see a defensive end steam past yeah. you know, your tackle, take the ball out of Andy Dalton's hand, knock him down, you know, and that you can immediately identify that as being an issue. But I think on the defensive side of the ball, it's more difficult to know is that a defensive line issue, is that a linebacker yeah, missing the yeah, yeah. you know missing the gap? Is you know, where is the issue? Is it someone in the second you don't make a tackle? It's harder to diagnose and I think You know, I think really on that linebacker side, I was looking at PFF grades today for Preston Brown and um, Pratt and Nick Vigil, and they're really not fantastic. And the other thing that's quite concerning and you know, touch wood is there's nothing behind that. It's not like really we can bring anyone in that's sort of a developing star. Malik Jefferson seems like he's gone, and yeah, so yeah, that's what I mean. So he's well, we'll we still got Jordan
0: Evans, Jordan Evans. And uh, friend also, of Scott Gibb. <laughs> yeah. No, that was supposed to be a Welsh accent <laughs> Okay, <right. laughs> Um I need to work on my Welsh accent. Um But also Could have still uh, been a friend of a Welsh friend of Scott Gibb. Could be, yeah. Um Yeah they need to I, I just think they need to play Jermaine Pratt.
1: Yeah. Just get him
0: involved. Just get him involved, get him some experience mm. and you know cuz Devin Bush flashed last night didn't he and yeah you uh, knew he would you knew it was a classic Steelers like you us. know
1: we yeah. we fancied him i reckon we probably would have taken him if they hadn't jumped ahead but
0: they've got two really good pass rushers on the defensive end yeah TJ Watt and and Haywood yeah um, is it Stephon Tuitt as well as well player. so they've yeah. got three big boys up front yeah uh, constantly coming at you and then they got Devin Bush sort of you know smashing through as well uh you know there was one TJ Watt bull rush on Bobby Hart was just kind of and then Trey Hopkins missed a block and you know Bobby Hart was I don't know what he was doing you got to be, I tell you what you got to be careful about though, you got to be careful Dalton don't get injured there was one
1: point last night where Dalton was flat on his back and it was in sort of garbage time in the fourth quarter and yeah. he didn't get up for about 3 seconds and I was like oh don't do this cuz yeah. one thing it's one thing um <laughs> Being uncompetitive, but it's, I don't want to go back to where it was last season when you're, you know, you're trotting out your backups and you're literally waving the white flag. I think you know you want to give Andy Dalton a chance. You want to, you know, I, I'm. <sighs> I rate Dalton enough to think he's a sort of competent quarterback and I want to see him finish the season you know we really don't want to be going down the sort of Ryan Finley experiment four games into a season you know
0: well we have a question about that later because obviously everyone's blaming everything from the scouting the, the lack of you know the, the paucity of Scouts to Mike Brown to the weather um <laughs> everyone's in a rage uh, you know quite frankly you know they're right to be angry. Uh, but a lot of it is mitigated by certain things, I think. Um, I think as well. But it's just like, sorry to interrupt, it's just, you know, my worry is that they're just going to go off a cliff now. Yeah,
1: no, I agree. Because I think at what point does it shoot Yeah. Exactly. You
0: know I, mean? I mean, we play the Cardinal next week and any usually it would be like, yeah, home win. But I just don't know. David Johnson's a hell of a running back. yeah, yeah. You know, Kyler Murray's shown flashes. Larry Fitzgerald is still a very good player. Yeah. Um, I know. We'll talk about that later. Um, what are you going to say?
1: Yeah, so I was just going to say, the one thing I think that's hard as fans is, who like I said this before, it's who who are this team? What do you expect of them? Because you've brought in a whole new coaching staff and regime, but the playing staff is virtually identical to what it has been in the last couple of years. And that's why it's hard to know, you know, if this was a rookie quarterback in there and there was a couple of rookies, you know, you've gone and signed a few free agents. You are trying to mould this team, like Arizona, you know, you've gone and got Kyler Murray, you've got a new head coach there. So you're sort of building something from the ground. Up, you accept that it's going to take time, you want to see development, you want to see progress, and that's fine. But I think for the Bengals, you've got really your, your talent is in aging positions, and I think that is the concern. Is that I don't think Zach Taylor was brought in there to be like, right, Zach, let's build this project up from the ground. I think if you'd asked anyone in the front office, well, no, 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 we're here to win, you know, we they would have said last season it was all down to injuries, we were five and two before the injuries, you'd heard the narrative. I think they fully expected before all these injuries hit early this year, that this is a team that should be winning games. And I think there's a lot of fans that feel a bit disenfranchised because it's not a project yet. It might well be this off-season. It might have to be. But at the moment, it's not. We should be winning. And I know we've not got green, and I know we've not got you know some offensive linemen. And I think that's where the anger is. Because it's like, well, to me, and I think to a lot of fans, it's like, well, this isn't a team that's capable of winning now.
0: And I think it puts Zach Taylor in a difficult position. Well, with teams, with your team, you always want them to be relevant in sort of December with a sniff. Yeah, I you? completely agree, yeah. It's now literally we've got one foot into October, and now we're completely irrelevant. And yeah. that's hard to stomach for fans. You want some fun along the way. We're not having. We're not completely them, we? dead. No, But no, we're, we're on not. life support. And you know, we've got the cars next week. Yes, we've got the Ravens away. That's going to be tough because again, they do a hell of a lot of misdirection stuff, which is our downfall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then we've got pe- people like the Jets and uh, the dolphins. dolphins and whatnot. So you'd hope there's at least going to be four games in there, at least. You, yeah, I think three or four. Yeah. <sighs> Goodness me! But the thing is with me is. The, t- the teams are beating us, uh, like the Steelers' offence last night, with all these kind of little shovel passes on-, on jet sweeps and yeah, little dump-offs and bits of misdirection. The the 49ers are fantastic at doing all that kind of stuff. The thing that gets me is but that we were supposed to be doing this. We yeah, were promised I know, I know. a new offence with lots of cheek, a little bit of sass and a bit of, hello,
1: and in week one I was you know, you saw that flea flicker and you sort of thought, Oh, there's some innovation here. It looks a little bit more exciting. There was that screenplay to mixon that got yeah. battered down, but it yeah. was slightly different in its design and you know, had he caught it, he'd have been pretty much gone. So it's like, Oh, this is exciting and they were saying, you know, in pre season, oh, don't worry about pre season, we're saving it all for the off uh, the regular season, like, don't worry, we're gonna roll it all out. You had all the players saying, Oh, you yes. know, Zach Taylor's extremely detailed, there's, you know, could very interesting it has just felt a bit sort of like Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's like oh, it's not looked. You know, it look, now again, uh, actually no. Let's bring in, let's bring in Ben, baby, shall we? So here's our special guest, Cincinnati. Okay, joining us now. I don't know where he is in the country. I I think he's driving back from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. It's his first time on Cincinnati. Probably a big moment for him. It's Ben Baby, ESPN's beat reporter. Ben, welcome to Cincinnati.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. It's a uh, it's good to have some company on this on this drive back from uh, from Pittsburgh uh, back over to Ohio. So, uh, no, it's 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 good to be on.
0: So, how how long is the drive from Pittsburgh to Ohio, and how long have you got left to go?
2: Uh, I've got about it's a five hour drive, and I've got about four and a half hours. So, okay. I'm still, still fresh into it. Yeah, we did not, you know, with a Monday night game, you don't get out of the stadium until a little later than you like and then as, as always it really doesn't matter what you cover like at any level but i've i've, I've become to realize whenever you cover any kind of game in you know, high school college pros whatever you can't go to bed for like another two hours afterwards
0: right right so right.
2: it's just so i didn't go to bed till like three o'clock and i got to get the rental back before they charge me an extra day so i'm going to have to make some
0: good time okay nine then well you drive safely well we're uh, obviously uh, going to be uh, expunging some rage uh, because I tell you what, some of the mentions that we've got on uh, on Twitter this morning, when I asked for people to, uh, to voice their opinions, is nothing short of apoplexy, you know. Everyone's super angry, everyone's blaming Duke Tobin and Jim Turner and Zach Taylor and Bobby Hart and Andre Smith and... Uncle Tom Cobley. Ever, anyone that they can think of, they're blaming <laughs> at the moment. You know, which is natural. It was a terrible, terrible performance. Was it as bad in the stadium as it looked to us on the televisions four and a half thousand miles away?
2: Oh, without a doubt, it definitely looked <laughs> okay, that bad. Man. I mean, you could. You, I mean, it, it looked as bad as it felt as bad as the San Francisco game. And just you know, it. it, it they never. Everything kind of snowballed after the beginning, and you know I'm beginning to wonder if because this team hasn't won in so long, you know once things don't really start going their way, they all just start going, oh no, here we go again. And you know I think once you have that Eifert drop in the end zone, and Eifert hasn't been a player, I think he is. You know ESPN Stats and Info said that Eifert hadn't had a drop since like 2015 right, or something right. like that. And I mean he has. I mean I think it was only 21 games because he hasn't really been on the field that much. Uh, but, you know, so that happens And then everything just snowballs and, um, You know, I think, you know, unfortunately For the fans, I think you're having to come to grips With the reality that this team Is going to be as bad, if not worse Than anybody imagined um, And it is the worst case scenario that everybody Thought at the beginning of the year because I mean, the roster that, that the Bengals are looking At right now, I mean, you just have so many holes And, and the holes right now are so Gaping that, you know, it's Going to be a problem for between now And the rest of the season
0: OK, I'm glad we got you on, Ben. You're another beacon of positivity, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think it was evident from everyone watching last night that, you know, the offensive line was just getting overwhelmed. Um, but, do, I mean, is this something that we sh- we really should have expected? You know, you, Andre Smith at left tackle, Bobby Hart at right tackle, a rookie, Michael Jordan at left guard. Um you know should we have expected this level from the offensive line from the get go
2: i think I, it's hard to say i i think now in hindsight obviously the answer is yes um you know it's fascinating i this is my i guess now fourth season covering jim turner so i covered oh worked you <laughs> i know well i you know it's funny i covered um you know i covered texas a&m I uh, at the Dallas Morning News where, where Jim Turner was at from 16 to 18. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's funny enough, whenever the the training camp started, I saw a bunch of just hodgepodge offensive line combinations, and I said this is exactly what turned into at A&M. Spent the first couple of weeks kind of milling around trying to figure out what he wanted the line to look like, and finally he figured out something, what he wanted on the left side. Um, you know, and I don't think I understand the frustration um, you know, I, I think Andre Smith is a really hard target uh, because, I mean, he's the third-string tackle. Uh, whenever Cincinnati signed him, you signed him in hopes that you never have to play this guy.
0: Yeah, right. I mean,
2: most teams, their, third, their, 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 third, their third-string tackle never even touches the field. You know, that guy might even be on the practice squad, but because of the circumstance, um, and, and you look at it when they went and signed him whenever, you know, they said, okay, we, you know, you know we're, we're probably going to need one. You know, they, they got him late in the late in, the, in the offseason. I think that's where you want to have a criticism of the front office. I think that's a valid one. You know, if you knew the line was going to be this battle, why did we wait so long, go get a left tackle? Was there anybody better on the market? Unfortunately, I don't think there were as many other options on the market. Um, you, know, you're, you're, you, you know, Andre Smith was actually scheduled to go. He was on his way to New York for a workout with the Giants whenever weather canceled all the flights in. So he went back home. To Birmingham and Alabama and then got a call, I think it was like 30 minutes after he got home, that, hey, Cincinnati wants you back for a workout. Yeah. So other, so there was a market for Andre Smith. I think the real problem is you're seeing across all levels of football, um, you know, especially you know where I'm coming from, say, in Texas, um, you know, there's not a lot of tackles that are good anymore. I think that's really the problem that you're seeing. It's, it's matriculated all the way up to the NFL. You know, the college level, you know, it's funny, I think the people most mad at Jim Turner right now are those in Cincinnati and then those in college station where eight Texas A and M is at. Uh, because their offensive the line looks miserable and if oddly enough, they might have the worst tackle combination to be in all of college football. So we're um, seeing repeated So I don't
0: repeated patterns from Jim Turner then.
2: Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I wonder if that's not, I, I, I honestly think I was walking out, I was talking to Richard Skinner from, uh, who's on the and who covers it for Local 12, and I said, you know, I wonder if there's not something there. Like, I understand, like, you know, you you get what you're inherited, but, you know, at some point you go, ah, oh, you know, are we not, you know, are is Turner making the right evaluations? And, you know, and I thought that there was some criticism. I mean, we could have, like, a 20-minute, podcast alone on Jim Turner. So I'll spare you on that. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to hold you I to that, been... I
0: am going to hold you to that one day, Ben, honestly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, right. And so, I, I, and so I, I thought, you know, maybe there were... Um, I thought there were some criticisms to be had of Turner even before the 2018 season, his last season at A&M. Um, but, you know, it's, like I said, we can go on and on, but I won't. But there are other problems. I think the linebacking play is honestly and frankly the, the bigger question because... You know you're going to get Jonah Williams back at some point. He's going to be your starting left tackle. Yeah. Um, you know maybe if Cordy Glenn's good enough, you know you maybe can say, well, why don't we throw him out of right if Bobby Hart's not cutting it? Uh, but really, you know, going back, Bobby Hart, I mean, he's been the issue. But um, I mean, it's, there's just that whole line in general. I just don't know. I mean, you just got so many holes to fill that it. it's it's really hard to say it's just this one guy. Mm. It's just really pronounced that tackle because those are where your edge rushers are going to be coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, you know, it, it, it's really difficult. Like, it's going to be pronounced, but, you know, this team, by and large, I think the four games, it's, it's undeniable that there are so many things that need to be addressed. And, you know, honestly, that's going to fall on Duke Tobin and the front office to, to go, okay, you know, how do we get this better and get this better quickly because of how bad it looks.
0: You mentioned the linebackers there, and the defense is causing some concern because teams just after the Seattle game, you know, teams just seem to know how to pick us off just really, really easily. Now it's it's just looking too easy for opposing offenses just to kind of move the ball up and down the field at will at the moment. Yeah,
2: and, and as we all know, you know, the Bengals had one of the worst defenses. Uh, in the NFL last year, they weren't the worst, uh, because I think the metric to use is yards per play, um, and they were not, I don't I don't believe they were dead last in the league last year, I could be wrong, I know the total yardage, obviously they were there, but the problem was they were just on the field so much, which is why the total yards were so high. Um, so, you know, the Bengals this year, I think it's very clear, you know, what Maria and is trying to do is scheme around the lack of linebacker play, and, you know, God bless Nick diggle and Preston Brown, but uh, you know, they just it, right now the game plan is is pretty simple if you're an opposing opposing team you just have to, you know, go with, attack the middle of the field, you know, they're playing basically a 5-2 defensive scheme, you know, with, with Sam Hubbard and, and Carlos Dunlap on the edges, and, and playing, playing five defensive linemen, and, and you're bringing Sean Williams out of his safety position up top, bringing him into the box, maybe a little closer than you'd like to you know, mask kind of the deficiencies and you know, as we saw starting with San Francisco, you wanna to try to make those linebackers move, you wanna to try to, you know, cause a lot of, you know, gap problems and and they're making you know, teams are making Cincinnati defend from sideline to sideline and at the end of the day it's like a boxer it's like a boxer taking a bunch of body shots and you're seeing that early and what it's doing, it's gassing the defense at the end of the game. Yeah. So really if you're not getting off the field early and you're not winning that time of possession battle, then then you know you're in a tough spot. I mean, you go back and look at it. I mean, I'm still I'm still digesting the game like everybody else. But the defense had good moments at the beginning. Yes. You know they had the turnover. They had the fourth down stop. You know they played well enough to put them put Cincinnati in position to to get some things rolling. But the offense just was. You know Zach Taylor, said this last night. The offense was just in such bad shape. There's really nothing else good that could be done, and that's really where the problems are. Um, so, uh, but you know, there are issues on the defensive end that need to be addressed, um, and I, I just don't know when that's
0: going to happen. Now, that may just have to be a thing where you wait until the off season. Um. So what? You mentioned Zach and we and Andy. Andy looked as, as about as depressed in a press conference that I've ever seen uh, in his time in Cincinnati. Um, what was the atmosphere like in the in the locker room after the game? Was it one of defiance? Was it one of embarrassment? Was it one of shock? Um, how how were the players reacting to that performance and that result?
2: Well, well normally you can tell how bad a loss is by how quickly everybody clears out, and sure enough, everybody cleared out quickly. But um, you know, you still had you know the guys who talked, or, you know, Tyler Boyd, Drake, and Patrick. Um, you know, Joe Mixon, I think everybody, I think embarrassing is probably the word to use. I mean, San Francisco wasn't necessarily, I mean, it was an embarrassing performance, but I, I don't think it was as humiliating, I think, as maybe this one. I mean, losing 0-3 to your rivals, um, you know, nine straight losses since, to, uh, to Pittsburgh, the longest losing streak to them in France series history. So then they just hit the 100-game mark, um, yesterday. And they were zero three. They had a backup quarterback. You had an offense that couldn't really stretch the ball downfield. Yeah. Um. You know, like I, I like I picked the Bengals to win this game because I thought the Steelers were bad. Um. And so I just I don't I, I I think it's just a demoralizing defeat on a lot of different levels. And you know, you can now you're really just it's it, you know I think up until this point you can say all right you know we're still zero three and we still got a shot at making the playoffs or. You know, there's a lot of things hope that you could sell yourself as a fan. And, you know, in the locker room, I think you could say, hey, we're not as bad as our record. Yeah. Now, there's no denying it. You are as bad as your record. And so now, how do you, like, I, you know, I think the question I wanted to ask Joe Mixon, I just didn't get around to it. I said, you know, it's got to be incredibly difficult to finish a game like that. Because, you know, at the high school level, at the college level, at some point when it's a blowout, you just throw the backups out there. You say, all right, Let's go get the second teamers out, and you just go let them play. Um, you know, and at that point, you just you know you're still running your first team out there, and it's just it's it's got to be difficult knowing we're just going to line up and take a beating, even though there's going to be nothing to it. Yeah. So it's just I don't know what the answer is. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of this you got to go back and say, okay, you know, Duke and, and the rest of their front office, and Eddie Blackburn, and Troy Blackburn, and go, all right, well. What are we going to do to get better talent in here? Because right now, what is on the field is just not, you know, and, and I mean, there's a lot of deep dives that need to be done, but what is on the field right now just is not good enough to be competitive in the NFL. And frankly, yeah. I think that's, at the end of the day, that's that's reality.
0: Okay so what I mean, is there anything that can be done
2: are
0: there any positives to take out of this? Where do you see them get i mean do you still see them scraping back to sort of eight and eight seven and nine something like this after a start like this uh
2: I think they could i mean i I think they could potentially get to maybe i mean best case scenario if you're like a true optimist. I mean, and this may still sound low, I think you could get to 6-10, and 7-9. I mean, if everything... I mean, you got to remember, the, the rest of the North is not very good. I mean, these Steelers are still going to be on the roster later, and the Steelers, once again, despite what they lost on last night, the Steelers are not good. Um, everybody else in the AFC North is finicky. Um, you're still going to play Miami, you're going to play Arizona, you're going to play Jacksonville. There's a lot of bad teams. Like, the hard part of the season's over, you're going to get a lot of bad teams now on this roster so, or on the schedule. So yeah. if, you fa- if you find a way to, to figure it all out, yes, there are there is some light at the end of the tunnel. But, you know, right now I just do four games. But it's not, not just that there are holes, like I said earlier, it's that the holes are so big and that they're becoming so problematic that they alter your entire game plan. Yeah. And everybody knows it. I mean, every and, and so I just, I don't know how you fix that, you know, especially, you know, Nick Vigil and, like, some of these guys basically have said, you know, especially on the defense side of the ball, is that, you know, we know, we're, we're the, 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 we know what's going to happen to us. We can't stop it, um, which I think is an issue. But, you know, I think the offense really needs to figure out a way, and, you know, I think this is where you're going to, Zach Taylor's going to be going to show his worth, is that at this point he's got to, you know, he might just have to throw what he wanted to do out the window and say, all right, you know what? This team can't do what we needed to do. Um, you know, I'm not going to be able to run the personnel groupings I want. I'm not going to be able to have this thing look the way I want it to look. So we're just going to have to dumb it down and say, all right, you know, right, we're going to do whatever it takes to just kind of get through this season. And that may be running a lot of 22 personnel. That may be you know, saying, all right, Joe, you're going to get the ball a ton and we are not going to be passing the ball like we want because, honestly, the offensive line isn't there. So I think a prime example is Andy... you know i think on that fumble i'd have to go back and check the tape uh because i mean the game ended less than 12 hours ago but i think andy when they were in the red zone they're driving um i think it was after that fourth down stop if i'm not mistaken and they're driving down the field and andy gets uh he checks into a pass play and most times that probably would have been a good play but you know andre just couldn't hold up the edge you know it would be a strip sack and you know, it's just that's a it's a microcosm of right now with this offensive. There are things that they want to do schematically that they cannot do practically because of what, what the team looks like right now. Sure.
0: Well, we're keeping our fingers crossed. At least they can improve, and perhaps, you know, Zach and your old mate Jim uh, turn, <laughs> can turn things around. It's a big ask, I know. Uh, but you're right, they just need to get a win, and perhaps some confidence will give them a boost and give them the extra half a yard who knows ben i'm going to leave you to your epic uh, road journey back to cincinnati um hopefully you can pull into a gas station and get lots of snacks get some tunes on on the stereo uh and uh you know have a safe drive back and hopefully we can get you on next time after they win a game how about that
2: Hey, I, I am all
0: for it. I really enjoyed it. Good. Well, we'll see you in 2022. Only joking. Um, no, that was a... That was a joke. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, cheers, Ben. It's it's, all a, it's been a delight to talk to you. Uh, hope to uh, talk to you again real soon. Thanks for your time.
2: Bye.
0: Right. Right, sounds good. Thanks, Paul. Well, there we go. There's the lovely man they call Ben Baby, and uh, we hope he got home safely. And uh, we had a good drive back. I think he was saying it was four and a half hours to go So uh, when I was talking to him. But he made a really, really good point that, you know, Zach Taylor might have to... We talked prior to bringing Ben in about this whole kind of, um, you know, new offence and where is it. And Ben makes a really good point. Maybe the players just aren't good enough. Maybe the players he re- he has realised that they're just not good enough to execute this stuff, and he's had to dial back and dumb everything down completely. It's it's an interesting point, and I don't know whether it's true or not. And it's you know it's quite hard hitting, but uh, I don't know that that uh, I, I like the way Zach Taylor talks in in uh, in p- press conferences. He's very accountable, which is a word he uses quite a lot. Um, I like the way you talk, Some I wouldn't fancy you managing the Bengals. All right, yeah. All right. I think you would at this stage, <laughs> so, wouldn't you? Yeah, possibly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean... As you say, talking's not everything. Um, if you threw a, a couple of your like eloquent
1: words in there, to so, you know, if you started like throwing some of them words used on this podcast, you know, did I you think... like some
0: of those words I used with, in the Ben Baby interview? Yeah, I did. Indeed, apoplexy. Exactly. That's
1: what I mean. Now, if you start throwing them out in the Bengals team meetings, you're gonna have people their heads are gonna turn. You know, Drake yeah, the he's... other way. Probably. No, no, no. He... <laughs> Dre's sat there in a corner and he's given up a touchdown. And he's you know he's furious. He's not listening. B. He, he hears words like that, and his head's gonna be turned. You've already got. BW Web on your side. So he's already a convert. I reckon you could be him with a shout. So I reckon, man.
0: Taylor doesn't win more than two
1: or three games. Yeah. You know, you never know, you? Stick my CV in. People know. You know, you, people know you within the organisation. <laughs> <laughs> We've Which had Jeff. It. Jeff knows you. You know, exactly. you have got. You know a few people. You've met a few people. Wow. You've interviewed some of the players. Giovanni Bernard knows you're good for it. Mate, honestly, I, I think you'd be. I reckon you'd be like eighty to one with the bookies. Eighty. <laughs> <80? laughs> Okay. Yeah, long, a massive long shot, but like they'd at least be odds on you. Being... I've got to get an interview, right? I, I,
0: I think so. Yeah. You'd have to come with me as my offensive coordinator. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah I'll take that's that. That's a deal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let's make Bengals fans assemble. Make it happen. I think some Bengals fans would be up for that. <laughs> I think it couldn't get any worse at the moment, <laughs> could it? Uh, right. Okie dokie, John Noki. Um... Let's get to our correspondence. And, you know, I must, I must preface this with a warning. There's not a lot of happiness. There's not a lot of skipping through flowery meadows and sunlit fields, prancing about in barefoot. Theresa May style. No, no, not like wheat fields. It's not That's like weird. a Theresa May scenario. <laughs> um, it's, it's pure anger. It's like molten lava. Molten lava. This is what this correspondence section is. So oh, let's, I was scanning it. It work today. I was half bloody hell! <laughs> all right, let's get to it. T.J. Anderson at Anderson T.J.H. Three words you could describe the Beng- this Bengals team for the podcast: inept, sterile, aimless, listless, listless, um, uninspired, impotent, beaten, male. Wow. I don't know. Well, it's going into a bit it's of different, uh, opposite gender psychology there. Yeah. Yeah. Brainless. And most of all, this is a team who has no soul, no identity, and no character. Oh, what Jesus. a hard words, TJ. That's a thesaurus there, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know about no soul. They're hurting as well, man. They're not. I mean, look. It... Anyway. Chris the, only, the only thing <laughs> I'd
1: say on that in five seconds is you might need to, if you really want to change this team and you've, done a bit of it, with you might have to gut some of those players that have been there for a long time. You just might have to, regardless of Drake, Kirkpatrick, people that aren't necessarily terrible football players, but they've just been been there a while. Hold that thought.
0: thought. Chris Hood at Houday CP. I've only seen the highlights and I know our OL is poor, but surely Dalton or the scheme needs to find a way to compensate. There were signs of this at Seattle. What's changed? Why is Dalton so slow throwing and immobile? Was coverage that good? No, because there were seams that Dalton did throw to. But as we alluded to earlier, the line is like, you know, sand at the moment. And you, people just can't, they just can't stop the rush. And then Dalton gets jittery quite naturally. Um, it all starts with that offensive line. You know, if you're jittery and trying to throw the football, you're going to throw it off the mark. It's taking your opportunities as well. Because you think, yeah, how yeah, different he's... does that game look if Tyler
1: Eifert catches that ball? He has to
0: catch that ball. Two
1: hands on the ball, did not he? And he's normally sure-handed, Tyler Eifert. But you think, you, you get that ball. The defence does a fantastic job turning that ball over deep in Pittsburgh Brandon territory. Wilson. Hello, Brandon Wilson. Yeah, played well. And then, you Two know, brilliant uh,
0: plays on that opening yeah. sequence.
1: And uh, you, know, you think if you get that touchdown there and you go ahead, it's like, oh, hang on.
0: You know uh-huh. what I mean? But, oh, hang on. Hang on, son. A uh, Dunker, a burning love at Dastardly Duncan. Solid handle. Unfortunately, I do think it's time to blow this thing up. Too many players skating by on we're good or could be good. Sorry, were good or could be good. I'm going to go ahead and say don't extend AJ or Dalton. Cut Coet Patrick, BJ Webb. I'm not having that, Duncan. <laughs> Brown, Smith, Hart, Huber. Can't get rid of hoobs, surely? He had a poor uh, kick last night, very poor. One of them. Yeah. lose at the end of the season. We're one of the worst teams in football right now. With many, maybe only the Dolphins below us. Doesn't mean I don't support the team. Doesn't mean I don't watch the games. But it's time to acknowledge this ain't it. If I look at regular se- if I look at regular football, soccer, I support Brighton. I watch their games. I care, but I don't kid myself. I know they're going to be in a relegation scrap. I think it's time we smell the coffee with the Bengals and say that, with any semblance of this current roster, we are going nowhere but to the draft with a very high pick. And of course, you know what? Some people would love that. Some people would say we drastically need a top five pick. Don't get me started on that. No, no, but I'm just saying, when yeah, the draft well, comes yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually think
1: that's a really good point by Duncan. I really do. I think he makes some really good points there.
0: I do think, if he's allowed... And that's the key, obviously. If he's allowed to do it, I think I think Zach Taylor will blow this thing up at, at the end of the year. If things I don't continue. think it's his choice, though, is it? Well, he's it gonna will have be, to be put Troy
1: Blackburn down. and you know Mike Brown and Katie and Duke Tobin. Duke Tobin, that they are really the personnel people. I mean, obviously well, I Taylor think, will th- have a I say. His, his, have his voice will his foot be foot down, heard. You know. But um, you know, I think that's going to be a hard a hard sell on his part to get exactly
0: what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Warrior at Warrior Nate ninety nine. When do you? Solid handle. When do you guys see us making a change at quarterback? We've all seen what Dalton Cannell can't do over the years. I know our other two QBs will have the same line, but if the losses keep coming, why wouldn't the coaches want to want to look at what we have? I think I think there might be a change coming at the end of the season. I think I think this is Dalton's last year. I really do. I don't think anything will save him at this point. Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid handle. I am an eternal optimist. I always try and find something positive. So about last night, uh, um, well, the uniforms look nice, and just to follow on with that, all at quite severe hook. If we could play to maybe twelve to sixteen percent of how sexy the colour rush unis are, then we would be okay. Positive in a way to see how upset a lot of the players were. I guess they still care. And I think they do, honestly. Oliver Almond at Dragonics. I stayed up and watched it, knowing full well I had a mortgage meeting at 11 the following morning. (laughs) That's, That's pretty savage. That's how much the Bengals mean to me. Even if they did put on a horror show last night, they're still my team. Still excited to see what ZT will bring to the team in the end. That's good, but I love that. A bit of positivity in there. Yeah, and I think we all are, you know, still excited to see what he can do. But at the moment, for for whatever reason, it's not, you know, we're getting the same sort of performance as we were last season. Mm. Or certainly the end of last season. Yeah. Killian at Malloy underscore double zero. That game was a prime example of what it would be like to play an NFL game without an offensive line. Not sure where we go from here. Um, Jamie at Trequat Beast, Bobby Hart must go. Top Bands. Jim Turner must go. Wasn't it interesting what uh, Ben Baby said about Jim Turner? I think we will get him on to have a Jim Turner-based podcast uh, at the end because obviously he said that he worked, he covered... Uh, Texas A and M for years, and uh, he's seen the same sort of things with the Bengals' offensive line they did with the Texas A and M offensive line, who were the one of the worst college offensive lines in the country. So good hire there. Uh, so, back to James' tweet: Bobby Hart must go. Top Bance, Jim Turner must go. Duke Turbin Duke Turbin, and Duke Tobin must go and be replaced with a proper GM and scouting department our aversion to free agency in all its useful forms must go as a franchise we need to be much more clever with how we build a team now i certainly agree with the last point we need to be cleverer we need to be uh, in some ways more ruthless we need to take a, a real not a bomb but a real sort of you know scalpel in and, and, and to this team and surgically kind of lop off any gangrenous bits <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm in two minds with Juke because about five years ago, he was the toast of the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and now he's not. So what's the truth there? I don't know. I think it's probably somewhere in between. I don't think he's had a very good couple of three years of drafting and he hasn't made many, you know, in these last three years, he hasn't made some amazing personal decisions. Uh, but how much of that is him? How much is it? Is the, is it the Brown family? I, it's I, I th- difficult th- to know.
1: I think what will annoy a lot of fans is, and I agree with you. I think Duke Tobin had some success. He, you know, he this team, you know, that team back in 2015 was a very, very well put together side but I think some of the personnel decisions in the last three or four years I think if you were playing for a a non sort of you know more aggressive more like non-family run organisation I think he would have seen the door or I think a lot of GMs in this position Well Mike
0: Brown would have been seeing the door because we haven't uh, won a playoff game for 29 years (laughs) Um, Simon Powell at SI underscore Powell I'm not a Dalton fan but all of the hate he was getting last night was ridiculous how can he even think about going through his progressions when by the time he looks up, he is being dragged to the floor. Same old, same old. Worst O line in the game. I think you're absolutely yeah. right. I, I, you know, I've never been, you know, Dalton's biggest fan, um, but I do find myself defending him a little bit, especially. Behind that line, really. well, it's hard
1: to know, isn't it? Really, I mean, it, you know, because obviously the offensive line is, is poor, but it Dalton isn't elevating his game either, so it, it's no. a hard one, and he's, he's rated really quite poorly on PFF yeah. this year. Can we, um, you know, we're going through this correspondence now, yes. it's a lot of dreary, it's a bit dreary, and do not, there are some lights at the end of the but time. can the what I think the way we can spice this up, right? God, oh, here we go, you know, we no, need I'm spice not taking it up. My clothes <laughs> This is j- not j- going to be just your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it cost you. next one you've got to read out. I don't know who's next. And I can't see guess your laptop. Who the, all right. no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Oh, okay. You've got to deliver, yes, the correspondence in the accent of how you think the person would be. You've got to exaggerate. Well,
0: we both met this person, so
1: um, please be Scott Gibb. <laughs> no, it's not Scott Gibb. Um, You can't say you just got to be like right. Next comments from so and so, and then you go. Right,
0: Martin Greer at Martin Greer seventy three. Seven home games still to play. The organisation owes it to the season ticket holders and fans to fight every week and not quit on the season. Who day? (laughs) That's sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin.
1: Martin. I think it's a great point as well. You know, I I saw I, I was liking Martin's tweet earlier. On um, on Twitter, I think it's great. You got uh, this team owes it to the fans. We've got a Wembley yeah. game to look forward to. Do you know what I mean? We've well, got come we've on got to that a, a little bit. Um, yeah, that, that was a good effort, son. I was pleased with that.
0: Nick Parker at Big Parks seventy three. <laughs> I have no idea what Nick sounds like. <laughs> on, just... I, n- I know who the next person is, so I'll do an accent for him. <laughs> My Bengals currently airing four have an own line which would resemble a marshmallow colander. <laughs> we have a QB who can pass. Runners who can run with the ball, receivers who can catch. But if you can't tackle and can't block, if we win this season, it will be... Are well, you still laughing? Um, it will It will be a very high score. I know, I know. Uh, it's not good, is it? Now, Sean <laughs> Bollonghi at Shawnee. They're going to make a killing in booze at Wembley because <laughs> surely no Bengals fan can watch that without drink. Also... <laughs> My heart goes out to all the content creators during this time. <laughs> Crap team leads to the casuals checking out and not listening, Raiding. Was that Shawnee or was it you, That um... was Shawnee. That was a slightly, <laughs> well, more exaggerated. That's from the black country. So that was... You've got a bit of a talent for these accents, haven't you? Now, John Ploymeyer at Ploymeyer98. <laughs> Am I crazy for wanting to see Dola Gala start this week? Finley is a better pocket awareness than Dalton, but he is the same physically. Dollegale is a big strong arm QB. (laughs) Something the Bengals haven't had in years. He's taking up a spot on the 53, so why not? (laughs) Never met John. Um, So you didn't even. That's the thing. You didn't even. uh, You know. Dolly Gala, Sam. Yeah, I mean, there are calls to get Dalton out of there and see what we've got. It's too early, man, I think. And I like Dolly Gala. I think he's got something. Mm. And he is different to Finlay, who is a bit of a carbon copy to Dalton, I think. Um, but. <sighs> It'd get torn apart, wouldn't it? I know yeah. you
1: don't know that, but, like, you Andy Dalton, NFL veteran of, what, you know, eight, nine, ten years. You know, being around the league, average quarterback to throw in an undrafted rookie like Dolly like that four games into a season—that's
0: that's verging verging on uh, sadism, really, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, it just wouldn't do him any good. And they were saying Dwayne Haskins a lot. You know, they tried to hold him out for the Redskins. They're like, we don't want to throw him into like a you know horrible situation where you know he's getting beaten up every week and loses his confidence. So, you know, to do that to someone like that, do something like that to Finley and Dolly I think wouldn't exactly benefit their development either
0: um here we go next crick and jules at uk bruins 88 i really hate to think how bad the offense would be if we'd hired a defensive-minded coach again last night was a car crash all these changes and we are worse than ever thanks crick brian dugan at brian dugan nfl love the podcast as we go into week five of the 2019 season, since week five of the 28 season, the Bengals are 2-13. Enough is enough. Every player on that roster needs to have a trade value put on them. It's time to blow it up. You know, that's what a lot of people are thinking now, isn't it? Yeah. Ben Wintle. We all know how Ben talks, don't he? At Shabba <laughs> Solid handle. As for last night, it was embarrassing, really. I've never seen Andy look this angry. And as for AJ on the sideline, you wouldn't blame him for thinking about what his career would be if he went elsewhere. Uh, I don't blame the team. I blame the coaches. Inexperience for this. Interesting. Well, a wise man once said that you stick with the team you choose through the good and bad. And that's what I hope we all do. Amen. We realistically are not one year away from competing, more like three or four. So we have to be prepared for this as long as we never give up.
1: I think that's some really good points. I think there's some really, really good points there. You've got to stick with your team. I think it's going to be a sad thing to see how many fans are there against the Cardinals. And I can understand, you know, spending a lot of money to go to the games, it's tough. But you've got to stick with the team through thick and thin. And I think he makes a good point. I think, I don't think we're a year away. I do
0: think we're two, three years away at least. Mike Smith at Solid Handle. Solid Handle. The manner of the loss sucks, but expecting a first win of the season after an 0-3 start in Heinz Field is a big ask, even with the Steelers' injuries. I think the best medicine is to write this off and focus everything on hammering the living s*** out of the cards. I think that's... Here, here. Yeah, yeah. Captain Obvious at Bengals Captain. Hey, who day UK and friends, make no mistake, I'm coming for all of you's fit Brits, Italians, Spaniards, Germans, Scots, and everyone else I left out. And if it's oh and whatever, I'm going to hug each and every one of you, chanting "Hey, day until I pass out. So I will. <laughs> That's Captain Obvious, Jeremy. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Jeremy, I gave you... Well, that's supposed to be a Northern Irish accent. That's quite a good sign. You've got a
1: bit of talent for these, I'm
0: telling you. Can this become a regular feature? No, it cannot. Oh, come on. Uh, Only if we keep losing. (laughs) Basically, I'm going to do the whole uh, podcast in a different accent (laughs) each week if we keep losing. Ben Wallace at Ben... No, hold on, what is that? At Ben L 2 This is my team, good or bad? I'm going to suit up every week and watch or listen on the radio to cheer them on. I'm not just a Bagels fan when they're winning. This is my team. (laughs) And so so say of us, Ben. I think that was a really good last positive. If you... So you're not even listening to these, these I'm, twins, I'm trying though. to like not laugh on his microphone son so the sound quality is up to its usual its usual standards. This is my team, good or bad. I'm going to suit up every week and watch or listen on the radio to cheer them on. I'm not just a Bengals fan when they're winning. This is my team. I like that. That's the sort of spirit we need from the fans because you know, I
1: saw you know people were talking about not going to, win. you know, I've seen a couple of people on Twitter saying they're not sure about you know the Wembley game and stuff, and it's a shame, you know, because we don't. You know that Wembley game's in what about about five weeks? Is it four or five more games before then? You don't want to be going into that game one and six or whatever. You know, I mean, that's that'd be a horrible, you know, because then you're done, and that's such a shame to be literally watching your team in an arguably meaningless
0: game. This is uh, this is the one of the good things to uh, about being a Bengals fan at this particular precise moment. It's the fact that four weeks on Sunday, the Bengals are going to be in town. Yeah, how short it is four weeks? Four weeks. We are now in October. Yeah, which is fantastic.
1: Would you take one and fifteen? <laughs> but the one win is the biggest shock of the season. We beat the Rams. Yes, you would take that yeah. one and fifteen, though.
0: Well, what's the what's the alternative? Not We're seven to, and we nine. Just, we just carry on as we are now. Okay. No, if you all right, here it is if you if I said to you. Nine and seven, and miraculously we go on this crazy run, right? And we sneak into the playoffs, or one and 15, and that one win is Wembley against the Rams. What are you taking? I'm taking a nine and seven all day. Oh, yeah? That'd be outrageous, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, that was a poor... That was a poor... <laughs> I'd be going mad if we went on a run and went nine and seven Well, and yeah, in. so would I, actually. That was a silly thing to ask, <laughs> wasn't it? All right, eight and eight in a meaningless, mediocre season, or one oh. and 15, and... Uh, but do you know what? A, I would, a I would
1: still take eight and eight because for us to get to eight and eight, there must have been some improvements. People must have started playing well. You believe in Taylor. That'd be a decent first season for him. Yes, I agree.
0: Um, or do I? I'm not. Yeah, of course I would. I don't want to finish one and on fifteen. That would be awful. Um, do you want to talk about the Card- Cardinals game?
1: Yeah, interesting to note with the Cardinals game is the bookies have us as quite big favourites, which I don't really see you,
0: what, today. Even or yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I think the Cardinals are like two point six zero, and we're one point five or something, which I find astounding. I mean, I know we're at home, and the Cardinals haven't won a game either. But they, like you were saying earlier, you've got Kyler Murray, you've got um, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, there's some fairly good players on that team. It's sort of young and emerging. They gave a Ravens decent game. You know, they got a tie with Detroit who were a good side, you know.
0: Yeah, Detroit are playing really well this year. <clears throat> yeah,
1: and I mean, the Cardinals got a tie out of them. So,
0: yeah.
1: I know they haven't won a game either, but I mean, uh, su- slightly surprising considering. But, yeah, the Bengals are a funny team, aren't they? We have played two fairly good games. They're not against really Buffalo. funny, though, are they?
0: No. More funny, really fing
1: annoying. <clears throat> yeah. Like you wake up one day and you've got horrible pain in your side. Just a bit funny like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. You gotta. We need. We have to win. You know. I, I don't think it's good enough anymore. To just so we need improvements and positives. We need a win. I think Zach Taylor desperately needs a win. He got one win in the preseason. As fans, we haven't seen. You know, in the last I think eleven or twelve games, we've seen literally one win against the Raiders towards the tail end of last season. You know, who the, have just <coughs> had
0: their one of their linebackers suspended for the yeah, season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, not
1: sure of the relevance of this uh, linebacker. You <laughs>
0: no um,
1: that was a good he, decision, at least, because what what we what said on this podcast before. Doing? Like I, we said, there's no way the geezer makes a full season. You guarantee it. He can't. He won it, and he's out for the year, as he was suspended for the year. He's also got a terrible concussion record. He yeah. takes one concussion himself. He's done.
0: Yeah, you fear for him, but it's just like, what the hell was he doing? I mean, that, he, the guy, the he was the player was on his knees. Mm. He had caught I, the I'm, ball. I'm not sure he'll play again. No, I don't think so. I, I think pretty much <clears throat> 90% of the NFL and the people who run the NFL don't want him to play again no. either. So, And
1: I'm not sure how many teams are going to take a punt. I mean, th- th- no. the only reason in Oakland he got a chance is Paulie G. Pauly Pauly G
0: right? exactly. Um, I think, <laughs> we've got, you know, the cards, you know, Cliff Kingsbury was also uh, reckoned to be this great <clears> offensive <throat> mind. The Two head coaches, very similar in age and offensive profile. Yeah. Um, What's to say that Kingsbury is not going to attack us the exact same way that Shanahan did against the 49ers and whoever the guy in Pittsburgh whose name I've forgotten, the offensive coordinator. Mm. You know, I think there's danger signs all over this. But as I said last week, I don't care how we win. I don't care if we give up 600 yards on offense. (laughs) uh, Sorry, on defense. I don't care if we get 50 yards on offense all game. Um, I don't care if we win seven six or three 0 Two nil, <laughs> two nil, one safety to, <laughs> to separate the teams. Um, I just, we just need to get over the line because mm. I think a win
1: would just do so much. That's what I mean. I just think that one win would be massive for us. It yeah. just, it just lift some of these players. We need to get AJ back. I don't well, that's going to
0: be two weeks by the looks of it. Although yeah. s- there was some great footage of him. I don't think... I think you'll really... be
1: Who whoever we got after the Cardinals? Uh,
0: ravens away, I think.
1: I think you'll probably be all right by then. Yeah. It's a hell of a long time with an ankle sprain. Not that I'm a doctor in any way, shape or form, but... You've already tried to be tonight. <laughs> <once>. <laughs> well, I do do healthcare marketing, so I can at least like, pass that <laughs> off. But, um, yeah, it's a long sprain,
0: isn't it? It's been about... Yeah, it's been mean, about well, initially they said Eight it could, weeks, it, isn't it, at least. Well, they said initially it could be up to eight weeks, so, it, you know... It, it's not a we've got Bengals Cardinals <clears throat> Ravens Bengals and then uh the week before the Wembley game we've got Bengals Jaguars. Mm, so time, we could yeah. well be two and five going into that Rams game. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. If we can be. stop Gardner Minshew.
1: Yeah, well, you wouldn't fancy doing that, no, Leonard Fournette, I know. would you? Do you know what I'm I mean? Not, like, I'm
0: not taking the mick. I'm being
1: serious. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Any other key points that you want to go through? So I'm just looking at my notes, stuff skillfully put together. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of quick points. Go I'm going to shoot them at you. Go on. And these are my sort of like my memoirs, and you can <laughs> get, <laughs> get memoirs. Yeah. Um Yeah. Go on. The Giovanni Bernard contract extension looks a bit like a bad piece of business at the moment. Well he's not getting the ball, is well, he? Well that's what I mean and we paid him to be like a fairly highly paid running back. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of running backs around the league should you need them, you know, that you can sort of bring in you know a lot of value in bringing rookies in. So that's what I you me- saying
0: trade bait? Well, I don't think anyone
1: trade for him really. Unless I don't know. I mean, he's a good player, but I don't think he's he's. I I'd like to see more of him. I thought they would very much be utilizing him in the gameplays. mean Jeff Hobson said on the podcast, he was like, "Look out for Gio," and um, it's a shame I like Gio. We're we're still looking out for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm not quite sure what they're doing at the moment. They seem hell
1: bent on getting Mixon going, which but is they, fine. They, you know, which but is they fine. can't seem to get anything going. But there. I don't
0: think. I, I just think it's symptoma- symptomatic of the whole offense. You know, they can't mm. hasn't got time to throw. They can't open any lanes. They, well, I don't know. Anyway, carry on next.
1: Next memoir. Go on. Drew Sample for a second round pick's not done a lot. I know it's early. I know it's early. Yeah, I know, I, But, I mean, he, he had a lot of criticism for the pick because a lot of people yeah, didn't rate Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm still just about on board with it, just about. Yeah. But they, people are well, he's right... he's supposed to
1: be a good blocker, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, and we're not seeing too much evidence of that at the moment, to be fair. I mean, a lot of people are saying that um, why the hell are you you spend When a team needs so much work, why the hell are you spending a second round pick on a project. Mm, exactly. Which I think is a is a good argument. <laughs> when you've got uh,
1: two fairly decent tight ends in Uzama and Eifert. Yeah,
0: Uzama... He was quiet, did he? He was quiet, and he, I saw him... He, he, Mr. Mr. Blitz last night that ended up in a sack. But anyway, so again, this is part of the reason as well. You know, the, the players who played well last year aren't. Look at Jesse Bates, mm. he's, he's not
1: been pla- shocking. He's this not season.
0: playing very well at all this he's year. He's
1: PFF grade. I've got it here in
0: front of me. Thirty-seven point two. Yeah. So the players that were playing well last year aren't playing well this year. Um, I don't know. It's it's all a bit rubbish, isn't it? Really. Yeah. Last
1: memoir. Yeah, go on. And, and you know, I, I, I don't read too much into the whole PFF thing, but you look across that defensive line. Yes. Gino, Carlos, Sam Hubbard, Andrew Billings, very highly graded.
0: Yeah, I thought... very I think high, Across has the ball, been... the
1: whole seats are four games in. But then, uh, that that leads me on to my question, is yeah. how are we that bad then? Why well, have we only got five sacks? And well, you've got
0: again, Kyle Lawson as well. Again, it's, you know, you look at how how many, you know, kind of some of the... Pressures that Anna Room is bringing. Uh, most teams seem to be uh, kind of getting out on the outside rather than up the middle. To us, that seems to be you know the way to beat us. Bounce off to the outside, a jet sweep or a uh, you know a little pass to the outside or underneath. Then that's how you're going to kill us. Um, I think Andrew Brown's doing okay. He flashed last night a few times. Mm. Um, what I'm trying to say, someone's got
1: to be shocking. Is it the scheme? Is it the linebackers? We know the linebackers think, are bad. I think
0: it's, it's normally a bit of both, and I really think it is. I'm not just saying that to deflect the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do, I think this 5-2 formation, that leaves us dreadfully thin in that in that area. Mm. Um, you're going to have to drop, you know, Anna Ruman was dropping back Andrew Billings last week, if you yeah, remember. No, no. <laughs> and now pushing up Sean Williams to kind of, and I get that, it's, it adds an element of, you know, uh, disguise, I guess, but it's it's not really doing anything. That's the problem. Yeah. So they're going to have to take a long, hard look at it all. I think there's some work to do, and they've only it's a short week now until Sunday, so they haven't got. Uh, and apparently, John Ross is in some sort of boot or sling or something yeah, like that yeah. at the moment. Um, but let's <clears> let's end on a some positive. I said the the thank you everyone who who, as I say, I, I doff my cap to anyone who stayed up. We never we didn't know what the game was going to be like last night, so well done for everyone for staying up. And uh and this is the great thing about being a Bengals fan. Uh it's the fans, isn't it? I mean when things, you know crumble away and go to absolute crap, um we still have a bit of a laugh and we you know, there's the community that still ha it still stays relatively solid yeah, the tailgate so, last night was good fun yeah doing absolutely that. well done for you and uh, to doing that and uh, thanks to everyone who interacted with nathan on our bengals uk online tailgate that'll be back on sunday for the cards game and hopefully we're going to have a giveaway for that so uh tune in for that and of course we've got the the rams game as well to look forward to and again it you know it's not just the game it's it is the pub experience so um you know get yourself down, have a few beers beforehand. meet loads of Trashed up in the Admiralty. Come on down to the Admiralty. Release all your anger. (laughs) Well, no, just have a laugh, you know, Uh, there's lots of going to be amazing uh, people from America that are coming across and as I say, It'll be a banging night. It'll be fantastic. So, um, we've got lots to look forward to haven't we? Absolutely,
1: yeah. That that Rams game, regardless, we're going there 0-7, 0-8, we'll be fine. Yes. You know, it would be a good weekend and there would be a lot of people over. Like, like you said, last time it was fantastic, you know, seeing all the meeting all those people from the States. The community's grown massively since then. I think a lot of people know a lot more people. I think it'll be a really, really fun event. There's bound to be some ex-players there, maybe even some players. So, you know, it'll be a fantastic evening. Going to end on one thing. Uh-oh. Because I know Keep people have been... Keep light. it light. Like. It, well, it's, it's not negative. <laughs> it's not negative. Go on. A lot of people, yes. a lot of whispers and a lot of like um, speculation floating yeah. around for some media heads around AJ Green. Could he be traded? Yes. A lot of fans have got some opinions. I don't think there was a question about it. But the trade deadline's coming up. Mm. AJ Green, you know, in the last year of his contract... Does hold some value. I'd say at best you get a third for him just because he's in the last year of his contract and we you know, this far into the season. What are you thinking? Do you hold on to him just to get a couple of wins that arguably could be meaningless at the end of
0: the season? Um, you know, obviously I need to practice what I preach and walk the walk as well as talk the talk. Um so i would certainly explore it yeah even though i still think he's the best receiver on the team
1: i mean i think someone like you know potentially green bay i think the 49ers you know new england are always in the market you know a third round pick that could, he could be if healthy and they know that you know he he could be the piece so someone like the 49ers you got to watch out for they desperately need sort of a good yeah. playmaker like that um, yeah, I mean... Is a th- it a, th- is a third worth? I mean, w- do you think we'd realistically shell out that money, having paid the money to Tyler Boyd to extend him? I'm not sure. Could we use it in better areas for next season in free agency? I would argue yes. Yeah, and I 100%. love AJ. I don't think anyone... And I, would- and
0: I think that's the argument with Dalton as well. You know, he's coming toward... <clears> you know, there <throat> is a get-out at the end of this season, even though next season is his last year. Mm. And again, that's one of the ways you build it up. You know, it's it's kind of... You cut cap space, so you've got some room to manoeuvre. Yeah. Now, the Bengals have got some room to manoeuvre already, to be honest, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think you need to be ruthless and really start... Because I think they'll take a decision towards the end of the season. You need to. Because AJ might come back and might absolutely tear it up. Mm. Um. And, you know... Just the way they do things. They do. They are loyal to their players, sometimes to a fault. So, when, I mean, I don't know. I mean, right. who knows? John Dorsey
1: from the 49ers, I think that's his name, is on the blower now. Yeah. I can see him calling, right? Yeah, yeah, go Hello, John. Hello, it's Nathan here from Cincinnati. I actually
0: did look at my phone there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep, Paul's just here. I'm just going to put you on.
0: All right, John no I, i'm not going to talk about that hey nightmare. paul it's
1: john dorsey no no paul come on listen to me i'm gonna are, you, offer are you, you
0: calling about because you forgot that thing that, that, paul. One, that night that we went out on
1: <laughs> i want to offer you a deal go on aj he, green aj green go on. for a third and a fifth what are you saying paul
0: i'll give you a third and a fourth for him
1: a third and a fourth yes <laughs> I'll come back to you," mm, 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 <laughs> says John Dorsey So you would take <laughs> you would take a
0: third and a fourth your
1: end there. I'd, I'd I'd have to seriously think about it. Yeah, it's yes. Jesus, the geese's name ain't John Dorsey I don't think either. I got well, no, well, I well like
0: John Dorsey's the new GM for the San Francisco <laughs> Forty No, it's John Lynch, isn't it? That's it, John Lynch. <laughs> Lynchy, my old son. How's it going? Nice to um, you What a night well, yeah, we have! a night. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think. So you take a third and a fourth. I'd I'd seriously consider it. Yeah. I would I probably would as well and you know Which that's is sad that... it feels like a mad end of an era doesn't it yeah but that it, it is sport sport is cyclical not just in terms of form and success and failure it's also cyclical in terms of players as well and mm. everyone comes to the end of you know it's it's quite unusual for players to stay in one, as many players to stay at one team as we have on our roster you know yeah Um. so I don't know he's a great player he's a Great guy, you know he's potentially heading to the Hall of Fame, maybe. Um, but I don't know. Uh, he needs to be healthy and he needs to come back and help. But I mean, what what is AJ Green going to do? He can't play left tackle. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dalton needs time to throw to him, and I know that having AJ Green in your lineup. You know, gives defenses headaches just from him being there. Yeah. But Dalton's still going to have time to throw. Yeah. His mind has still got to be, you know, not shell shocked from from kind of too much collateral damage in the in the trenches. You know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I thought you said you wouldn't keep it light for the final but That's thing. all right. So, I mean, it's yeah, okay, also right. pouring rain outside. So I don't want to go home <laughs> that's it well that's fair enough um so yeah thanks for listening i know it's always a struggle on a on uh, the day after a, a terrible uh, defeat like we've just experienced but uh so if you are listening thank you very much and spread the word we want more listeners mm. um uh, a huge thank you to ben baby and i will say this it's a who day from me and a who day from me cheers guys